the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... I thought it was spectacular. I always like to watch a good old-fashioned ass-kicking. And that's what the Republican Party got last night. The entire Republican Party. Stick a fork in it. Ooh, am I not supposed to say that? You see, I want to destroy the duopoly of corruption that is our government. I want the gangster government ripped asunder. And last night was an example of why so many Americans feel the exact same way. So rather than play the clips of these actors, these frauds, who are supposed to put up a fight against the Leviathan, all from within the Leviathan, and I'm not buying Vivek Ramaswamy's spiel for one second. The greatest opportunity is what the future holds. There are so many Americans who are disgusted after last night. After all, we've had a rough, rough couple of years. 74 million of us got robbed. As the dimwit in diapers representing the Marxist mafia called our government stole, open and notoriously stole an election through all kinds of skullduggery from same day registration, ballot harvesting in the old fashioned Democrat sewers. And there is nothing to prevent that from happening again. So when I go into these theater plays of what are debates, policy debates, they're not really policy debates. They're ugly people trying to win a beauty contest. That's what this was last night. And Mike Pence and the rest of them, I'll tell you what. I had a very good friend of mine sum it up great today. He was uh, specifically talking about Nikki Haley, who is the reason why so many lifelong friends stop going over to each other's houses. She is the kind of person who makes you uncomfortable by her arrogant incompetence and how sure she is she's on the right path by following the exact same path people have failed in the past. That's who Nikki Haley is. And he simply said to me, if Nikki Haley is the is the representative or, or the nominee, I may, may just vote for the Democrat for the hell of it. That's the kind of guttural reaction that most of those candidates bring out. Now, I live in Florida because of the policies. I don't think DeSantis did good at all. I don't think DeSantis is a good candidate. DeSantis represents to me this year why the expression timing is everything is so important because the timing is not right. All he did is drive a bigger wedge between people who support the first three years of Donald Trump and people who will be forced to support the frauds of the Republican establishment party. So when you hear the news that Glenn Youngkin, there's a big push, billionaires are behind. Well, who is Glenn Youngkin? Glenn Youngkin is a fraud. Sorry, Glenn, you just are the Carlisle group. And how many presidents have worked for the Carlisle group? 
Carlyle Group is a multinational conglomerate that invests in heavily government-regulated industries like telecommunications, healthcare, and particularly defense. Both George W. Bush and George H. W. Bush worked for the Carlyle Group, the same company that counted the Bin Laden family among its investors. Oh! Carlyle CEO to the rescue. So do me a favor. Don't get excited about Glenn Youngkin. Don't get excited at all by anything that this party is going to put forward because it will take an individual, a standout individual, to do what needs to be done. The two-party duopoly needs to be broken, and not next year, not next cycle, not next generation, today. The smartest thing Donald Trump could do, in my opinion, is absolutely shatter the party that sat idly by for decades before Donald Trump even thought about running and allowed politicians to not only profit from policy, but to bankrupt my country. And there isn't a one of those idiots up there that wanted to talk about the specificity of exactly how important it is to change the trajectory of our government spending. Not one. All of it is just the same bulldung, and you're supposed to be impressed and sidetracked by these frauds. We've got to bring law and order back to this country. And not just in our cities, but we need law and order back everywhere. We need law and order back in our suburbs. People are threatened there. We need it. In- Aren't you from New Jersey? Hey, fatso. Aren't you from New Jersey? When you left office, how many people actually supported you? Was it even half of the scallywag Democrats you gave gifts to, gave contracts to, and gave jobs to? So for this slob of a human being to pretend he's anything different, I guess you'd have to have your head under a rock. For the last 10 years. So who's going to be different on that stage? Well, there's a guy there who never ran for anything. Now, granted, I know about his history and the pump and dump uh, biotech scam that he ran. But he sounded pretty good for a while there. So the first thing I want to say is I agree with everything. The Republicans on the stage are on the right side of this issue. Militarize the southern border. Stop funding sanctuary cities. and end. Yeah, but Vivek, Vivek, Vivek. You're really kind of a fraud. Because you pretend you came out of nowhere when the way you made your money was from the inside of everything. In fact, nobody has been able to tell me how the biotech company was able to go public. I mean, who exactly was your inside man at the SEC? And how long was your mother on the board of the company that failed to approve the FDA regulation when you pretended it was a new drug? See, these are the questions I think need to end, need to be answered. So how do you answer them? You don't answer them by turning to these people. So to watch that last night and watch it in its entirety was painful. And I'm sure most of you feel the same way, but I'm more interested in making certain that a traitor to my nation, an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, can never get in a position of power again. How will that happen? By making sure there are rules in place to not only impeach politicians we know are traitors, but to make it so that traitors can never run for office again. In the Hunter Biden. In this text message, it clearly says, anyway, we can talk later, but you've been drawn into something purely for the purpose of protecting dad. This is between Hunter Biden and Jim Biden. Last time I checked, the father of Jim Biden and Joe Biden is now passed away. So I'm assuming this is Hunter Biden saying to Jim Biden, the president's brother, that you've been brought in this for the sole purpose of protecting dad. Miss O'Connor. Do you think that this text message would lead this committee to get further information about the business dealings of Hunter Biden and how that actually links to Jim Biden, the president's brother, and why they are so concerned with protecting 
dad, a.k.a. Joe Biden, a.k.a. the president of the United States? Yes. Thank you. Next slide, please. This is a text message between um, Hunter Biden and Naomi Biden. And this one is a famous one. Everybody knows this one. This is a famous one that says, I hope you all do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard. But see, now this is the part that needs to be brought to the attention of the American people rather than this theater called a debate. Because not a one of them wants this legalized bribery to stop. You see, it is a tale as old as time, just like Disney Squirrel. No, not just Beauty and the Beast. And this is a tale as old as time. Politician takes action that makes money for his family, and then he tries to conceal it. Never forget four fundamental facts. Hunter Biden gets put on the board of Burisma. Gets paid a lot of money. Hunter Biden. By the way, can we change the names? Let's change it to Bush, who went to work for the Carlisle Group. Let's change it to Glenn Youngkin, who worked for the Carlisle Group. See, what we need is somebody who rejects all of this personal aggrandizing, personal enrichment, where oligarchs are being built and the oligarchy is being protected. That's why I will not support one of those so-called Republicans on stage last night. He's not qualified. Fact number two, to sit on the board. Not my words, his words. He said he got on the board because of the brand, because of the name. Fact number three, the executives at Burisma asked Hunter Biden to weigh in and help them with the pressure they are under from the prosecutor in Ukraine. Fact number four, Joe Biden goes to Ukraine on December 9th, 2015, gives the speech attacking the prosecutor that starts the process of getting that guy fired. Those facts, by the way, are consistent with what the confidential human source told the FBI and the FBI recorded in the 1023 form. You know, Squirrel, I said I wouldn't support any of those people on stage. Somebody I, I, I'm leaning towards accepting and supporting, and the more I look into them, I find them very interesting. But yet what you saw was the incompetence, and dare I say the corruption, of the Fox hosts. Although I don't know if they're smart enough to be corrupt. They look awful stupid to me. And what I saw is them steering questions and all kinds of stupidity. So, which one of you on stage tonight should be voted off the island? You should. And I don't ever want to see your face again. However, why didn't uh, Governor Burgum get many questions? You know, it was funny. The best part of the debate happened after the debate. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum was among six others in Simi Valley, California, last night for the second GOP presidential debate. We have reporters following the campaign, including Joe Skrzeski, who spoke with the governor following the event. And, and I feel like we've you know, fought hard to get our message out and really tell the North Dakota story because uh, it doesn't matter what the topic is, energy, agriculture, uh, whether it's what we're doing innovation in schools, what we're doing in, in health care in North Dakota, we've got a story to tell the whole nation. And you uh, were fighting to get attention for those energy questions. Do you think you should be getting more attention when they're talking about oil and tech and that? Well, absolutely. It's ridiculous. You've got one sitting governor up there who actually is a governor of an energy state. We produce more energy than most OPEC nations, and no questions. There's one person on the stage who's created more jobs than everybody else on the stage combined, and they're talking about the economy. Don't get a question. This is former President Reagan's library. Do you think the discussion tonight upheld his principles for the party? 
I think Ronald Reagan would have been, uh, you know, deeply concerned about some of the comments about that somehow America first means that we don't work with our allies, that somehow we can concede Ukraine to Russia, Taiwan to China. Uh, and, and this deal that we did with Iran recently is just completely ridiculous. We're somehow, I mean, the first rule of national security, don't negotiate with terrorists. And that's what the Biden administration is doing. And they're actually, again, just like they circumvent the law on BLM Germany, just like they circumvent the law on so much, on the border where they, they're, they're not, they're allowing millions and millions of people to cross illegally. They're also circumventing law because there was a law passed in 2015, which we can't do an Iran nuclear deal that will allow them to get a nuclear weapon without the approval of Congress. But they called it they call it a, a, a kidnap, you know, trade-off, hostage trade. Well, they got five prisoners, we got five prisoners. But they also got $6 billion, which they can use to advance their terrorism. And this is the nation that is the largest sponsor of state terrorism in the world. What are we doing giving them money and, and then that's pushing why our potential allies in the Middle East to that self-made man, somebody who was new to politics, won the governorship, and received very little coverage last night. Very little coverage. Now, I understand we're supposed to turn it into a game show, because in a way it is a game. Because none of the reporters wanted to discuss some of the major, major problems, like the value of our currency and why we're bankrupt again. And how always this becomes the problem of the people And in the meantime, who exactly are the idiots in charge of things now? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Despite my colleagues' claims, the U.S. economy is actually growing. And this growth directly contrasts with failed Republican economy policies, policies that include the massive tax giveaway that former President Trump signed into law 2018, which prompted the most severe economic contraction in the United States since 1946. Now, Cori Bush is a moron. She's a gov- or she's a, a representative. She's got a platform and her vote is what changes the trajectory. And in the meantime, you have 50 percent of the people in this country that support these idiots. And the other 50 percent are supposed to pick from the establishment morons like Chris Christie, Mike Pence, Nikki Haley and all the rest. In the meantime, the way I see it, there is one guy who before being governor. Wasn't in politics, was in business. One guy. So if it isn't going to be Trump, and he may go to jail because you're very comfortable as society devolves into a third world hellhole and corrupt judges are, are, are trying to put a former president in prison as if we were El Salvador. If it isn't going to be Trump, then why isn't anybody talking about Bergam? He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show at AM 560. The answer. Did the numbers come in as to uh, how many people, aside from the people who had to because of business, watch the debate? I wonder if it's the lowest or the next to the lowest. Diane Velpo. Hi. 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 Sorry, getting dinner ready. Nope. Anyway. What's on the menu? So, what are you going to have? Okay. Uh, Beef Italian stroganoff? Sausage? Oh, all right. Go ahead. No, Italian sausage, Italian... Uh, Red sauce. It's. Right. I'll be over around eight anyway. fifteen. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, didn't watch the debate because it's a farce, but I listened to all of Salem Radio all day, and um, because I get my news from you guys. But Nikki Haley 
I think your audience needs to know, and I'm pretty sure your audience does because they're intelligent. She was one of, when she got on this, I was just like, she is one of the up and coming um, globalists from look it up research. I know you have done it. Uh, and I was appalled when I found that out. I'm like, from where, where was she? Just, where, where was she a globalist from? What was the entity, the organization? She, she went to Klaus Schwab oh. with the WEF. Okay. Oh. The, the globalist. Yeah. So he is Herr going Schwab well, to you. No. The Führer. Huh? The Führer Schwab. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Yes, exactly. And he was going around because the guy's in his 80s and he knows. So he's going to. Well, we all know that Justin Trudeau, of course, was one of them there. But when I looked at the roster and you could get it all online because they're not. I did my research into Nikki. I was diverted by the fact that uh, I believe somebody doing a documentary on her, a reporter, she had a little tryst with in a forest preserve next to Pete Silvestri. Go ahead. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But no, seriously, Sean, though, it, when I found this out, it's like, like you're saying. Why do you think you I want to tear this now? party down? The Carlisle Group. Glenn exactly. Youngkin is going to pull. Exactly. Glenn Youngkin because from Virginia. All... They got 8 million people, right? Glenn Youngkin from Virginia is an oligarch. He made his money in government corporate corruption through the Carlisle Group, which is BlackRock on a smaller version. It's the Mike Madigan of BlackRock, short in the pants. In the meantime, this is the the system that they're going to keep going. I want to tear it down, and we're not going to do it with these dimwits. But Diana, or Diane, excuse me, can't wait for dinner. In the meantime, did she say Klaus Schwab? I think she did. Here's a little song I wrote You might want to hear it In your pod You'll own nothing And be happy Ain't got no cash Ain't got no car You didn't think I could get him singing, did you? It's the nice thing about these Nazis For money, they'll do anything You give him enough money, he'll eat a banana and drop off a fruit salad In your arm, own nothing happy you can't even buy in the store because of your low social credit score oh nothing anybody that attended the world economic forum or subscribes to the ideology of the eco-nazi or government supremacy any one of them and i think this might trick it's all the way back to vivek who really is like a stone in my shoe the con man they are automatically disqualified George in Naperville. Sean, Trump shouldn't participate in any debate. He should leave those guys, hang them out to dry. And, yeah. and if these guys don't speak about the disgrace that was our last election, I don't even want to hear anything. He doesn't participate in those debates for the same reason I don't go to Mannheim Road anymore. It's beneath him. That was a disgrace. And I love the pseudo-intellectual Chris Christie, you fat fraud. Our rural areas, people feel threatened there, and we need it in Washington, D.C. also. And Donald Trump should be here to answer for that, but he's not. And I want to look at that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? Is it any, I think that Portillo's should take that big, fat buffalo head as he's looking in the camera and, and going after Trump and run some sort of a special on a beef sandwich or perhaps one of the delicious jumbo dogs. Because Portillo's, every time I see Chris Christie, I think of Portillo's.
And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. Maybe he just knew there was no more food in the green room because you went to town on it. Sergeant Dino. Hey, Sean. It's so good to hear your voice. Let me encourage you. I got my beautiful mother-in-law, Joanne. She's listening. She's a big fan. I think she's a bigger fan than I am. Oh, Anyways, uh, they hail from Melrose Parks that married up 29 years ago. Wonderful. Hey, let me ask you, uh, can you comment you anything about this Arizona Senate that laid out some RICO indictments on Katie Hobbs, including uh, bribery, racketeering, money laundering, well, drug trafficking, what, human you... trafficking? Oh, here, surprise, surprise. Something to do with the Sinaloa cartel? Yeah, gee, that, I only hope that you're on to some. I'm going to do some investigation during the commercial break. I hope you're right. And well, the, um, it's funny when you know you about go. Katie Hobbs. She was the Secretary of State. She was instrumental in the theft yes. of the election in 2020. And her reward was she had her own election where she stole it uh, from, from well, Lake, from Kerry Lake. And, and, and there you go. Yeah. The press release came out that the uh, treasurer, the state treasurer of Arizona, uh, Miss, uh, what's it, Kimberly V? She's the acting governor right now, and it's interesting how there's no media coverage on it. So well, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at this, Sergeant. You know, in the meantime, say hello yeah. to everybody, and I really appreciate that little tidbit of information. I got a phone call that was a little upsetting. I have a uh, I have a relative who who was taken ill right before the show. So t- tell your mother-in-law tomorrow will be better when I'm more focused. Thank you, doll. Call Sean now. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. See, the problem that the so-called Republicans had last night is that they were upstaged, as they often are. I think when the numbers come in, they'll be pathetically low. And if there's a way to factor out how many people had to watch it, rather than those that chose to watch it, how do you get to those numbers? In the meantime, nobody had to watch what Donald Trump had to say yesterday. I want a future that protects American labor, not foreign labor. A future that puts American dreams over foreign profits and a future that raises American wages, that strengthens American industry, that builds national pride and that defends this country's dignity, not squanders it all to build up foreign countries that hate us. And what the American people want is a president, a congressman, a senator that isn't an asset of the Communist Party in China or the oligarchs around the world. See, this is a bigger problem. And that's what needs to be discussed, because the reality is if you think we have a chance at winning when we won the last time and the dimwit in diapers is destroying our country, you're delusional. So you need to be overwhelming in the next election. Overwhelming. And there isn't a one of them up there, outside of Trump, who's going to, Draw people to the poll. Sorry, it isn't going to happen. I, I wish I was wrong. Kirk, Johnsburg. Yeah, so, Sean, look, you know, DeSantis is right. It's the wokeness that's killing this country, okay? And he's the guy who put it to bed in Florida, okay? So he knows how to do it. Trump's been out for a while, you know. So I'm behind DeSantis 100%. You know, Trump's just too big to handle, okay? Russia's the fur the wrong way well, John, all the Kirk, time. Kirk, I have to tell you, I, I mean, I, I, in, I make a living in Florida. I live in Florida. And, um, yeah, you, you, I, you build it I, up I, I think time. I think he's done, you know, great, but there's a, a major difference. When DeSantis is gone and whoever is in there, 
whether it's his lieutenant governor, whether it's Matt Gates, no matter who it is, you know what he has that most people don't? He has an infrastructure of Republicans as the government now, but more importantly, he has citizens who demand that. So I don't know how much you're giving him almost too much credit. And he's done great. Listen, he's done great. But you will have to admit, does he look does he look like someone that's going to inspire non-political people to go out and vote for him? I think so. I think he's mm-hmm. Kennedy-ish. Oh, boy, that's, he... that's big. Well, hey, Kirk, I love that. I love that about you. And um, there's an expression in my neighborhood I'd like to, to, to say, covered. I think... I love your opinion, and I think a lot of people could share it, but they have to be uber-political. If you're not a political person, if you're a kid, if you're just some guy going to work every day, are you inspired? And I hope you're right, Kirk, because the country needs it, but I I just i am not there. Because you know why? He seems very, very establishment, very uncomfortable, but he's done great things. You know, I'm almost agnostic on him, but go ahead. Yeah, so... Think about how strong the Democratic Party was in Florida before he took office, okay? And look at the Democratic Party in Florida now, babe, okay? Babe, listen, yeah. that's a rumor. That's a rumor. It was, oh, careful. Your mic got caught in a carjacking. Kirk, what that is, is it's very in very select areas, mainly in the capital, because that's where they get all their jobs. In very select areas, the, the Democrats were strong in most the most corrupt areas on the East Coast and in Tallahassee. But 90 percent of, of Florida was hardcore Republican. So, I, I you know, we got to We got we can't rewrite history. We're not the Democrats. But one thing I will say, never forget about the idiot, Jeb Bush, the idiot. Citizens Insurance Company, the idiot who had so much policy that almost destroyed Florida from the establishment of the Republican Party. What Florida is an example of, how good people demanded something different than the status quo. Now, DeSantis fit that. He was a congressman there, and then he won the governor by a narrow margin, then won it by the largest margin. But he had the infrastructure. That's the difference. I Listen, I live there. I benefit from his policies. I'm still saying... As somebody who is commenting on it, I don't think he inspired a lot of people. What do you think, Scott, in the Northwest Burbs? Hey, Sean. Yeah. Looking forward to Freedom Summit. Me too. To meet one of the one of the best talk show hosts on the radio and probably one of the smartest. If if but, if, if uh, Dan Proft comes out of your mouth next, me and you are fighting when you get there. No. Oh, all right, no that's why I'm talking to you. Talking <laughs> okay. to you. Okay, go ahead. So, so the reason for my call is I just want to mention quickly my simple four-step plan that I got to fix the economy, the budget deficit, and the inflation all at once. So step number one, going to do the penny plan with a twist. Step number two, going to get rid of baseline budgeting. Number three, get rid of a little-known law that was passed around 79 that says at the end of every fiscal year, you got to spend all the money that's left over. And then fourth, get back to energy independence and squash that electric vehicle mandate. Love it, Scott. Love it. All very good. Foreign policy. Nobody better than Donald Trump. Absolutely nobody better than Donald Trump. And what people need to do is take take an example of that and talk about it. These are like scared little girls in eighth grade, all jealous, all envious. In the meantime, Donald Trump 
is on t- on message on target. I will then go to every foreign country where we're paying billions and billions of dollars for their military defense, as I was doing before, and tell them that if they do not massively increase their purchases of Ford, Chevys, GMs, and Jeeps, our troops are packing up, and we're coming home. You got to buy our products. Gotta- By the way, on a simple, on a personal note, I don't agree with any of that. I don't agree with that at all. You don't force people to buy products they don't want. But you know who agrees with that? A lot of people. Now, once he's in office, the nice thing about Donald Trump is that he'll hopefully adjust. But that last year, he didn't do any of that. And what he he can win unequivocally. He would win support by everybody if he came out and apologized for his last year. I don't know if he can do it. What do you think, Tony? Hi, Sean. I had a call because that Kirk guy, he gets me boiling under my my skin just like the democrats that's okay diane diane got me hungry and kirk got you boiling go ahead yeah yeah um first of all uh didn't have a a chance in florida until trump endorsed him secondly when are we going to start uniting well none of these other guys can get a crowd i don't i don't i'm not ever going to unite I don't like no, that. I, I don't see. like that uniting party stuff. And well, and and the thing about DeSantis and the, and the Trump endorsement, I'm not quite sure I buy that. All right, I'm really okay. not. But, right, but what I'm saying is is why do we have to have nine candidates, none of which have a chance except for Trump? Because the Leviathan oh, no. is protecting itself. Listen to me. You think these people? The Leviathan is protecting itself. So they throw everything at the wall, including Chris Christie, who they hope knocks the wall down. They're throwing everything at the wall because they want to protect themselves. They want to give the people entertainment. They want to distract them from the fact we've had the prima facie evidence of government corruption. But when we prove it with with uh, Joe Biden, we're going to take out 90 percent of the Republicans who operate in the same fashion. And their brothers are lobbyists. Who's a bag man? It's all the same. What we need is somebody who's independent thinking, who's successful on his own. And who wants to make the political corruption stop? Now, if he's I out there, a, I don't know. But what I do I say is the only guy that I have a thought. All right, go ahead. What do you Here's got? Here's my thought, and I told Dan Prof this the other last week. These men that say they're you know for about America and that they you know they they're they're conservatives, whatever. But they don't. They're not going to vote for Trump. Their problem is they're not cocksure of their own masculinity. I like that. I think I told you I, I, I'm upset I have to wear pants. I am. And uh, I only hope I could. We, you know, maybe we should start a party. What's the name of the party, Tony? Say it again. What's the name of the party? Men that aren't, men that aren't cocksure of their own masculinity. No, yeah, I like that. We should. I think the T-shirts are going to be great. I'm in that party. In fact, I want to be the head of that party. Thank you very much. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. Here's a funny thing, too. You have the debate. The GOP led by Mitt Romney's niece. I wonder, does she have to wear the burlap underpants too, or is that just for the guy who's going to be Jesus on the next planet? No, it's just the guys? Okay. Mitt Romney's niece, head of the GOP. You have the debate the night before the impeachment inquiry? The night before. So then the next day, instead of talking about the absolute prima facie evidence of tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars 
flowing into the corrupt Dimwitten diapers. We got to talk about the debate. We saw you yep. in those photos getting off of Air Force Two with your daughter, with I your just, father. I you have traveled there. everywhere with my dad. And, with, and I went there because my daughter was right. on the trip, too. Wait, did you yeah. talk about China no. or your deal with China? No. A 12-hour flight over? No, no, of course not. That never came up? No. Your father did shake. How fracking stupid do you have to be, really? How fracking stupid. Tens of millions of dollars that we know. Here's how stupid Joe Biden and his crack-smoking sister-in-law banging son are. You funneled what we can trace to about 80 to 110 million through bribery schemes to American banks. What about the bank in Beijing? How many banks does he have in Beijing? What are the account numbers with Xi Jinping? I spent more time with Xi Jinping than any world, than any world leader has. 68 hours alone with just he and I and an interpreter. Travel 17,000 miles with him here and in China. On the Tibetan plateau, he turned to me and he asked me, he said, can you define America for me? I was deadly earnest. I said, yes. In one word, possibilities. We in America believe anything's possible if we try it. Anything we do together, we can get done. There he is, the old man at Panera returning soup again. Stop yelling, you moron. If anybody's yelling, it's us. We're yelling at how disgraceful you are as a human being, how corrupt, how obviously incompetent. We're founded on idea. The only major nation in the world founded on an idea an idea that we are all created equal, endowed by our in the image of God, endowed by our creator to be, to be able to treat it equally throughout our lives. That's today. It's not the other one where he got confused when he was running for office. In the meantime, I mean, how much evidence do we really need? The same form that the Justice Department didn't want to let this committee see. And all those facts, all of that was further confirmed yesterday with the information that the Ways and Means Committee released from the whistleblowers Shapley and Ziegler. Here's a communication from Hunter Biden to an executive with Burisma. Devin and I do feel comfortable with Blue Star strategy, the, uh, strategies and the ability of Sally and Karen to deliver. Hunter Biden put Burisma in, in touch with Blue Star strategies. What were they going to deliver? Well, that was in a communication released yesterday as well. U.S. officials in Ukraine and in the United States, need to express support for Burisma and Nikolai Zalsevsky to the highest level decision makers, the president of Ukraine, the president's chief of staff, and the prosecutor general. And since that time, we have been funneling $120 billion into the most corrupt country in the world. And we now know how much money is missing. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. He says Zelensky and his team have embezzled about $400 million. Oh, yeah, you're right, Squirrel. That was months ago. That number's way up there. The Bentley dealership in Kiev, well, they're jamming it like some Russian discotheque right now. In the meantime... What about Nord Stream 2? Oh, the greatest ecological disaster man-made that the planet has ever seen. And now I have to listen to these idiots talk about the climate when Joe Biden, the Democrats, blew up the Nord Stream 2. Or am I supposed to pretend that didn't happen? It's all a bit much, but it can all stop with an impeachment. However, the Republican Party decided to have their debate the night before the opening day of the impeachment inquiry. Probably a coincidence by an establishment moron, corrupt Republicans niece. 
We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little Now that America has established in the year 2023, bureaucrats, unelected bureaucrats and bureaucracies have the power to take your life away, put you under house arrest, take your business away. All in the name of a pandemic that nobody wanted to find out the origins from. We need a pushback against it. My next guest is providing that pushback. She started really as a successful business executive on Wall Street, then became a documentary filmmaker. She now is the president and founder of Health Freedom Defense Fund. She is Leslie Manukian. How are you, Leslie? I'm great, Sean. So great to be with you. I love I love your intro so much. It's got that... Um, Queen song. I just no, that's it. Eminem. No, no, that's it's my. Bowie. It's Bowie. Yeah. Oh, I, is it Eminem? Okay, it sounds like also like pressure. The intro of pressure. Yeah. Well, don't worry. Everybody's under pressure. Maybe that's what it is because we know what's on yeah. the horizon, right? I love it though. Let me oh. just say, I love it. Oh, exactly. I mean, we are under. Don't you see it everywhere you go? I mean, yeah. people are stressed out. People's fuses short. Yeah. Um, and then there are those who just don't even seem to be present. I mean, some people seem kind of zombified by everything. Those are the Democrats. In the meantime, what you see here is is words are very important to the collectivists, to the government supremacists. So when the CDC starts talking, I kind of pay attention because I was unaware up until uh, 2020 that these bureaucrats, these idiots that couldn't get jobs in the private sector have the power and control over my freedom and liberty in Democrat strongholds. So when they say triple demic, what should we be preparing for? Yeah, it's a little crazy. Um, they are trying to say that there's a potential confluence of flu, RSV, and COVID, and that this is going to cause a problem for people, that you know it's going to overwhelm the hospitals and that people are going to get super sick and all this stuff. But I think what they're really doing this to do is to, is to scare people. It's just fear porn again all over. Um, in order to frighten people into getting their vaccines. Why do I say that? Because you know what? Because they just approved an RSV vaccine. Okay? Just approved it literally in the last month or so. They've just approved a new COVID booster. And every year there's a new flu booster, new flu shot. And here's the thing, Sean, that people need to understand. RSV, it's a... It's a child's disease. The only people at danger are infants under the age of six months, if I, if I remember correctly. It's very, very young. And here's the thing. They've only approved it for people over 65. But pretty much everybody over 65 has immunity to it. There's zero need for it. They're just trying to sell you more crap. Yeah. Well, I've had, you know what's funny? What's sad? Sad. Not funny. Sad. I've had Robert Malone on. A wonderful man. Brilliant man. And he holds the patent on the mRNA. And I've talked to him on, on air and and. and you know, he tells you right away, I, I recognize some big problems. Now we have Europe. Europe, Dr. John Campbell, but more importantly, the European Parliament is really going after the, the pharmaceutical cartels that are stationed here in America. And they're settling cases. We have the data from Europe. I don't know if you heard Dr. John Campbell, Leslie. Here, I want you to hear this cut. 
Now, for a long time, we've wanted data that compares death rates in vaccinated against unvaccinated people, vaccines for COVID-19 versus people that weren't vaccinated against COVID-19. What's the difference? Now, I'm going to be presenting data today that seems to show that the death rates overall are actually higher in those that are vaccinated, which, of course, is the opposite to what we would expect. We would expect the vaccine. And he goes on for the next two minutes, proving beyond the shadow of a doubt that the real unexplained deaths happen among the vaccinated. We all experience in our own lives, young people who are having heart attacks, who are having strokes, uh, the, the, the way in which our government changed the word side effects to some other fraud that makes you think, oh, it's not attached to it. But the reality is there's major problems with the vaccine. We still haven't found the origins. I mean, we did, but we don't want to acknowledge the origins of COVID in a lab man-made by our government. Now the CDC comes out with triple-demic. There really hasn't been a successful pushback to the tyranny that these bureaucrats have ex- have really become comfortable using over the American people, has there? Well, I would say we've been fairly successful. We stopped the mask mandate, remember? We stopped yes, the I federal did. travel mask mandate, so you don't have to wear masks anymore because of us because of Health Freedom Defense Fund. And um, I think that is that was a, that lawsuit struck a serious blow to the administrative state, these unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats that you are decrying right now, rightly. But there's another huge case that we have, and that's against the Los Angeles Unified School District. And this school district has had a COVID-19 vaccine mandate in place for over two years until Tuesday of this week. And they finally rescinded it because they got their butts whooped in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals on September 14th in our case against them. In fact, the, the judges said that the policy was irrational, that it made no sense, that, um, you know, that it wasn't uh, that the shots don't stop transmission. What's the rational basis for us? They went they went on and on. They said they were shocked and floored that LUSD still had this. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because that lawsuit is the test case, essentially, to demand in the courts the right to bodily autonomy be recognized in case law. That's what we're saying, that natural immunity is real, that these shots are nothing more than therapeutics, that the lawsuit Jacobson versus Massachusetts that that has been used to justify this authoritarian overreach under the guise of public health does not apply, and that all the case law in the last 50 or 60 years conflicts with Jacobson and must be rectified this conflict must be rectified it must be updated to recognize that we don't live in 1905 when women couldn't vote and jim crow laws existed we don't live there anymore we live in a place where we recognize as our declaration of independence recognized that we have inalienable rights and we have the right to self-determination and bodily autonomy that's part of self-determination i mean it's crazy well you know what's fast case that case is actually i hope will you know, go to the Supreme Court in order to prove, you know, to, to codify once and for all the right to bodily autonomy. What's fascinating to me is the amount of Americans that accept servitude. And I know you're, you're putting this forward in a state that accepts servitude. California, the once great state, the once free state, the once state that produced uh, such notable thinkers of freedom and liberty as Ronald Reagan, among others. And you had this, you're going to have this victory, but I'm, I'm, I'm wondering... Will the people take advantage of it? Because it's funny as I travel. I just was in California, and I'm back in Illinois, but I live in Florida. It's funny when you travel and you see the willingness by people who all really are Democrats. 
their willingness to be slaves, their willingness to listen to government that has lied to them for decades to wear the mask, to take the vaccine. Do you think that American freedom, that American spirit exists outside of the of, of the minority of the people who keep pushing back, such as you and me and the third of Americans that make the country go around? Aren't you concerned with the fact that more and more people are accepting to misinformation because it makes them feel comfortable i mean i was looking at the amount of people that think masks still work in the face of them not working or vaccines are anything other than 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 really uh, a placebo that could do more harm than good what do you think the 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 society that that you're seeing in america today to the pushback against tyranny well i think that there are two things at work okay number one is that these these people that you see driving around in masks in their cars and these people who are still wearing masks, despite all the science, they probably don't know what you and I know, Sean. They do not know. They do not realize or understand that they have been deceived. They don't get it. They don't know. They have literally listened to whatever establishment media outlet that they, you know, <laughs> subscribe to, and that's yeah. it. So they're in their little echo chamber, and they don't know the truth. The The head of the board of the <clears throat> uh, Los Angeles Unified School District actually she was so upset because the vote went against her six to one. And she said, we did the right thing. I would still do it again. We're still doing it. We saved lives. You people who are questioning vaccines, you're the ones who are endangering people. She's clueless, Sean. Yeah. Okay. So that takes me to my second point. She's number one, she's clueless, but number two, she doesn't appreciate or have any respect for the basic principles that underlie this great country. She doesn't. And so what I'm going to say now is maybe a little bit controversial, but I think that we're getting to the point where we may have to have a national divorce. And that is because what is a country? A country exists on the basis of a shared cultural fabric. Yes. There's some kind of fabric of society on on shared principles. The most recent poll showed that before COVID, roughly 70% of Republicans and Democrats alike believe that the federal government should not interfere with um, freedom of speech. I'm shocked that 30% of both Republicans and Democrats said that said that they didn't think that, but yep. you know, listen, let's just say that's a positive 70% supported freedom of speech, unfettered freedom of speech, and that the federal government couldn't influ- uh, couldn't constrain it in any way. After COVID, 70% of Republicans still think that, but guess what? Fewer than 50% of Democrats believe that the federal government should not constrain free speech. So this is my fear. And the, the way that this I got is, to this, this is what I'm saying we're, yeah. we're over. It's game over when you don't share. We don't believe in the, right. in the first amendment. You know, it's fascinating. I, I went to Cuba in, in the early two thousands and it's when you go to these communist countries, you realize that the government couldn't stay in power unless the people enjoyed their slavery. And they almost like that false sense of security by thinking, okay, the government's got it. And you can't get them to speak against the government. I was in California last week. It was virtually the same thing. Now, in Chicago, it's a little different because the Chicago citizen knows it's a scam. They just went in on the corruption. But they all rolled over because they knew they could steal the money from the PPP and the rest of it. So, you know, for that, I'm more comfortable with the scallywag scum Democrat because they just want to steal the money like the Chicagoan. But it's those true believing communists like the ones in California, the ones in Havana, that you really have to divorce yourself from. And that's why you see such an outflow of good people from these totalitarian states 
to freer states. And I think within there lies the future. I don't think you can save people who don't want to be saved. And I'm wondering if you do. Absolutely not. You know, listen, I've been talking to people. I made a documentary film on vaccines, started researching it over 20 years ago. It came out in 2011. I mean, I've been trying to wake people up to the truth that they're not properly studied. um, Many other things. They don't use real placebos, lots of things like this. People don't want to listen if they don't want to listen. And there's nothing you can do to change that. And here's the thing. Our educational system has been subverted for decades by the major um, private foundations that have been um, that have a, a, an agenda to install collectivism in America. That's their agenda. People may not realize it, but that's the truth. And um, and our systems are, are supporting that as well. If you ask me, why did they have PPP? Why did they want you to take government handout? In my view, part of it was to destigmatize taking money from yeah, the government. Yeah, oh, I couldn't agree more. So that so that when they roll out universal basic income, UBI, people will be like, okay, I'm game. I'm okay. I'll live on the, I'll, you know. And that's why Trump was the perfect vehicle for it. Perfect vehicle for it. Because people ad- adopted it because they said, oh, here's a Republican. And, you know, that is the bastardization of welfare right there. I always thought it was during Obamacare, how you quietly turned 70% of recipients into welfare recipients because you're subsidizing them. Now people are detached from the true cost of it. And, you know, I keep waiting for people to pull their head out of their ass, as it's called in my neighborhood, or wake up, as it's called in your neighborhood. However, they're (laughs) slow on the uptake. And really, this talk of a national divorce, I think, could happen over the kind of facts of national health care or public health benefits or all of the rest of it. In fact, in all of our technological advancements, we haven't really made that kind of advancements when it comes to health care. It seems our, our, our death per citizen is actually down over the last 10 years. Is that not true? Our de- Sorry, say that again. The, our, death our, from- our, 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 uh, life, our life expectancy is actually down yes. over the oh last Oh, my gosh. Well, our children will, will live shorter lives than, than we will. It's the first generation in American history that has that will have that experience. But here's the other thing: these people are pushing this stuff, and um, they're completely oblivious to the fact that they're one giving their rights away, but two, they're actually making themselves sick. And I believe that we're in the midst of this massive self-sorting process. That you know, you mentioned this that the people are moving to the states where they have more freedoms, where they support those beliefs. And I think that it's just going to get worse and worse. But I also think that what will happen is. That those, you know, that we originally started out as a federalist system, right? Yeah. You should be able to, Oregon has actually, I believe, decriminalized, maybe even legalized meth and heroin. Okay. 25 states have. (laughs) So let's bust all the drug addicts there. Give them what they want. Get them the hell out of of these neighborhoods. (laughs) Totally. Legalized. They've legalized marijuana. And my point is against federal law. Oregon's law contradicts federal law. So what's happening? We're going to see this bifurcation of laws, of lawlessness, and I think it's just going to foster a, a shift. And yes, you're seeing that these people are, you know, the people who are in those kind of welfare state economies are the ones who are the most sick, yeah. the most overweight. You know, they've got all of these problems. And so I think you're going to see that that's only going to worsen in the coming years. Yeah. And so those people, those people are also, if you're sick, if you're overweight, you're far more manageable. You're far more controllable. Oh, yeah. You and just so described Chicago. I, We're all living through it. Um, I yeah. can't imagine this is cheap. 
You're putting up this fight. It's legal. Do you have a documentary coming out? A documentary coming out? Are you working on something now to raise money? How can my listeners also help you? But more importantly, are you working on another expose known as a documentary film on just the corruption in the cartel system of the bureaucracy and big pharma? What are you working on? Well, I, I'm actually really, my time is focused on the lawsuits to hold these people accountable and educating people about their rights and how to advocate for their rights. The documentary that I started making, um, I said over 20 years ago, premiered in 2011. It's out there. It's called The Greater Good. You can see it at greatergoodmovie.org. It's more relevant today than it was when it was released. It's all about the whole vaccine controversy. Love it. So I'm really focused on trying to hold government accountable and businesses accountable. We have lawsuits against Disney. We have lawsuits against Nike, a huge lawsuit against Nike. Such an important case to make them pay damages, to send a message to all of the corp- all of corporate America that they can't trample their employees' rights because that's what they did. They can't ignore the science because that's what they did. They can't ignore the First Amendment because that's what they did. And this is in every American's interest to support this lawsuit. And our case against LAUSD is huge as well. There's so much going on. We've got some others in the works that are that will challenge some other um, uh, sacred cows of the administrative state. We're going to go after some of those. That's and the way that you can you. support us... <laughs> the way you can support us is by going to healthfreedomdefense.org, healthfreedomdefense.org. You can join our newsletter. You can become a member for $10. You can donate to any of the active cases, which you can do by going to the legal corner and clicking on the individual case, or you can donate to us in general, and then we decide what's the most pressing case where we need to raise the money the most, you, and let, we allocate it that way. Leslie, and, you um, are a you warrior, a warrior for health freedom. I mean it. I love it. I want to help you. It's healthfreedomdefense.org. Don't be mad at me. I'm running out of time. I so appreciate your time, though. Leslie Manukian, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. does this become an invasion of our country? Well, I, I would never use that word. Not an invasion. This is not some uh, uh, pests. These are human beings, and that's the way they need to be treated. And why are we treating them like they're on vacation? They get off the bus, they got all their new shoes on, new cell phones, and we're supposed to say, what would you like? Ah, I don't know how that works out. Well, developing this morning, the numbers continue to grow after more migrants are being dropped off here. Dozens of additional asylum seekers are now calling Chicago home, arriving in the city by bus. CBS 2 Charday Gray is live in our newsroom. Charday, we took questions about how the city will handle the recent influx of asylum seekers right to Mayor Brandon Johnson. That's exactly Ryan and Dana. We've been keeping track of the numbers. We know that as of, we know that as of this week, more than 15,000 migrants have arrived. She must have went to CBS in Chicago since last August. More came in last night with many shelters and aides now running thin. We asked the mayor if Chicago will continue to be a safe haven. Following a near record day of bus arrivals, more of them chartered into the city. Nobody says, what are you here for? Uh, What are you here for? Because we know what they're here for. They're here for more money, more money, more money. That's what they're here for. And that's the problem. Would be great if they were here because they wanted to take advantage of the 
Americanism, and freedom and the liberty. But that's not really why they're here. And when you really think about the kind of money we pay, pay people to do nothing, when you pay people to, to fail, why wouldn't failures come here? It's your girl Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss the government shutdown and y'all how this impacts Social Security, free lunch, SNAP, WIC, military, everything. We also are going to talk about new... That's why the government shutdown will be our best friend. Maybe it'll deter some of the fraud that we've now pretended is policy. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good, how are you? I'm sorry if they hung up on you and you had to call back, but I appreciate it. Oh, no, it. He, he explained that you had a little glitch in there. Yeah. It's not a problem. I'll always try to call back. Nice. But, but what I wanted to say is, I don't know why this Chris Christie keeps showing up to these debates, because all he does is uh, trash Trump and uh, ask him to... Uh, Did you ever go to one of these Republican to... debates? Did you, ever go to, Did you ever go to a Republican function? Did you ever see the sweet yeah. table? Oh, they put out a spread. Yeah. yeah, he's but probably he there early. Him, uh, yeah. Not being able to dis- the defend his record, he really doesn't have to defend it because when he was president, we had low uh, inflation, gas prices were low, food was low, closed borders, we had the energy independent, low interest rates. There was no wars, and he had a good policy, uh, foreign policy. And the one big thing is, is he had respect. No, well, I don't know about that. They didn't no. respect. I mean, nobody. Re- Listen, if the Democrats don't respect anything except their own well, no, mafia, about Trump had respect. Yeah, but it had respect from whom? Not the not the not the saboteurs in his country. Not the welfare roaches in his country. I'm so, talking about. I'm yeah, talking about across the world. Yeah. Well, listen, Democrats don't want world respect. They want world corruption, Rich. And yeah. uh, you know the reason he's there is to divert attention. From not right. only his record, but from the corruption and how it survives in the Republican Party. I mean, only the Republican Party would even entertain Chris Christie as a candidate. And you freeze out so many qualified qualified candidates. And the ones who get there in spite of the attempts, like Burgum, you, the, the media will freeze them out. And that's the real issue at hand. In the meantime, who survives, who thrives under the Democrat mafia government corruption? Who? You know who. But I'm curious as to exactly where he stands with them. They're asking for a 40 percent pay increase, four day week, things like that. Does the president support what they're asking for specifically? Look, I can't speak to individual terms that are in contract negotiations being worked out at the table today. But what's clear is where this administration, where the president stands. This was a historic step. I don't. Historic step as he stood with guys that don't want to work and want another day off. In the meantime, Donald Trump was brilliant yesterday. Rather than wasting time and watching Chris Christie try to digest all of the food he swallowed like a boa constrictor, he actually went somewhere that matters. So we're here today at Drake Enterprises, a family-owned beautiful place. They gave me a tour. They gave me a tour. I said, this place is beautiful. I said, come on, let's go. I got to go fast. I got to make a speech. It's all over television, this speech. You know, we're competing with the job candidates. They're all running for a job. Who he was speaking to is very important. Non-labor extortion mafia members who actually make the world go around. Non-union automakers and auto part makers. This is what's crucially important. In the meantime, how it affects the actual workers, how it affects Businesses, small businesses, medium businesses, and how it affects real people, 
the UAW and their government corrupt mafia doesn't really care. Dozens of parts and distribution centers for the big three having workers walk out to the picket line. St. Joseph County's economic director saying his concern is for the effect on Indiana businesses that depend on the auto industry. You've got AM General, you've got a lot of parts suppliers, uh, you got a lot of people that could be affected. And the longer this goes, the the you know could really have a, a rough effect, especially as we start heading into the holiday season. So think about all of the mechanics that work for repair shops. Think about the rent that has to be paid by the repair shops or the mortgages. Think about the ramifications of entertaining the true face of greed, the UAW, as their leadership, so-called mafia, has stolen $70 million in the last 15 years, and the government doesn't want to know where the freaking money is, and neither do the UAW moron workers? No, because they know they can get subsidized. And the rest of society be damned, right? It's something employees of local auto repair shops are keeping a close eye on, like Heidi Harshman, who is a retail operations manager for Zolman. She oversees day-to-day functions, including working with inventory. She says she hasn't seen any shortages from the strike yet, but that at times it feels like they're still rebounding from shortages like the COVID-19 pandemic, including tires, engines, and transmissions. It takes me right back to... By the way, if you're buying one of the UAW-made products you're gonna need that stuff within the first six months Yunks. uh al in wisconsin yeah i was calling john because i'd rather go into the chinese water torso being stretched on the rack rather than also a republican debate yeah you know what i think the chinese water torture is when the bidens are in town is like a massage by three of their women however i get your point it was terrible to watch and you know the good news is al we're not alone because believe me when i tell you these propagandists called media will try to put lipstick on the pig of the GOP, but it 80% of the membership is by default. Anyway, that was actually great for us because after last night, they've never been more. They've never, they've never, it's never been so obvious how irrelevant they are truly. And the, and the the people will not stand for it. You know, you got a year and a half of this, a year and a half, a lot can happen in a year and a half when the people really start to voice their opinion of these scallywags they have running. I think it's going to be great for the future because I don't think there's going to be a Republican Party. You could sell DVDs of that debate to masochists, and they'd love it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. DVDs. Do we still do DVDs? Kevin in Las Vegas. Uh, hey, Sean. I couldn't agree more with you on uh, Burgum. I liked him after the first debate. Uh, I mean, obviously, Trump is still number one. Um, I mean, uh, Pence and Christie are just hacks. Um, Nikki Haley's an embarrassment, but you can see why they why they want to push her because she's so pro-establishment. I mean, it's very obvious. Burgum is actually a better capitalist than Donald Trump. See, when Donald Trump gets up and talks about nationalism, nationalism can work, but only if it works in a, in a free market. It, can wor- it cannot work if you practice protectionism because, you know, you still hear these idiots. I still hear it, Kevin. You know, six years after arguing about tariffs, nobody understands who pays. Tariffs means the American people pay. China doesn't pay for tariffs. Germany doesn't pay for tariffs. We pay for tariffs. So, you know, I, I think Burgum can to, bring that to the forefront. Burgum can bring that apart. I, I was just listening to some of your um, old stuff on uh, the, the steel tariffs when Trump was in office. And um, I know I know what you're talking about. I, yeah. I get it. You know, yeah. I get it now. And what was what was up with these softball questions last night? I mean, it was you 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 hit that one too. Like, First of all, Fox News question. is uh, done. Nothing important. CNN is better now than Fox is now, and I mean that. Yeah, probably. Their embarrassment that Dana Perino, 
I'm more it's Stuart Varney who uh, you know is mediocre at best. These are these are not people who are thinking through questions or really want answers. They want talking right. points. They want those flashpoints. They don't want to probe kind of the ideology of of collectivism because it would destroy their position. See, that's the other that's the other un, uh, ugly truth is that Fox News is not conservative. Fox News News is not helping the op- opposition to the mafia. They just want a cleaner version of it. They're like Illinois Republicans. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. Thank you. What'd you say, squirrel in my ear? Say it again, babe. All right, very good. And when you uh, look at the Democrats, it's, it, what I like enjoying is we have all this evidence of the corruption between the, the Bidens. The most obvious. The most obvious bribed politicians, really, since uh, Ed Burke on Rush Street. If you ever saw this scallywag on Rush Street with the hooker on his arm, the pocket full of dough, what does he do? Oh, he's an alderman. Oh, all right. In the meantime, the, the most obvious next to him is the Biden family. I think they still have this. That's the same short in the pants uh, mafia. The Biden family, obvious texts and corruption and deposits, bank deposits. Do you think it's going to be rejected or accepted by Democrats? Here's a Democrat nobody heard of. Gerhard. Let me give you an example of what I fear is similar to the current proceedings. Hunter Biden is arrested for speeding in a car owned by his father. And the police go after the father. Is it about speeding in a car? I don't think it is. I think it's about wire transfers of millions of dollars using the address of a vice president. Uh, Congressman, what does this mean? What can you tell us? Well, I can tell you that on the wire that Hunter Biden received from the Chinese National, uh, the beneficiary address listed was Joe Biden's home address. Ask a Democrat. He was speeding in his dad's car. That's how you know they're not repulsed by corruption. They're envious. And they want their number on those checks from the communists. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. I love when I get calls like this. I mean, I love it. Because I don't know which way it's going to go, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to like it either way. Steve in Arlington Heights. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? I haven't talked with you for a while. You know, I've been involved with manufacturing, and the only plus side I saw to the tariff, of course, is that, yes, the U.S. does play the tariff, but it did make me be able to buy things from the U.S. manufactured. So it did make the pricing more competitive so that if our manufacturing companies gave in a little, they could then compete. So, But here's the thing I want to I ask you, and I'm, I'm dead serious about that. They only made it compete because it was... It wasn't more value. It just took away the value of another choice. And that, to me, is manipulation. And that's where you and I are going to disagree, right? Because here's the thing. Steve, listen, I got got a million different stories, right? The Mickey Mouse watch, forget about it, it's junk, you throw it out, the Chinese made it, the whole nine yards. But still, people should have the choice. And ultimately, when you control the price higher, you're cheating the people who can afford that the least, and that is the problem. And they sell it as patriotism when it's not, because it protects these groups that hire the UAW organized labor extortion mafia, and they make it pretend like that's the base of value when it should not be. I believe in competition through value of the consumer, not the producer, because I'm a capitalist. Me too, right? 
I'm a I'm a spend more for less type guy, and I I think that uh, you know that the, it's really combating the subsidies that the Chinese government now puts you're on. like. Now, All my Chinese customers would get to the U.S. and want to go right to Best Buy and buy an iPad. And I'd say, why don't you buy it in China? It's cheaper. They're like, well, the U.S. gives us $300 per unit at the bill of lading when it crosses onto the boat. So that's what the tariff was competing against. But, but do you know what the answer is, Steve? The answer to me is very simple. Take away favored nation status to China and it stops instantly and you bring more people into the mix. See, the answer is always more competition, not less, not controlled, not manipulation. Take away favored nation status because this is why these communist bastards buy all of these who are politicians because they need that. They don't pay an exorbitant amount of costs that the other countries would have to pay. They get special favoritism. They get kickbacks and they come to these corrupt ghetto states and they cozy up to the Democrats and they pretend they're helping us with an EV factory and employing Americans when, in fact, what they're doing is taking our money to China. And you wrap it up in a J.B. Pritzker business deal for EV batteries. Isn't that true? You got that right. You're, that's why I love you, man. You're Thank right you. on the money. Thank Just you, that favorable status and it equals the And it all ends. Want. Thank you. And you could do it overnight. Overnight. But you would only have to do it. If politicians did, why would the Chinese give millions and billions of dollars? Because they're getting back in spades. That's why the greatest politician to bribe was this dimwit in diapers. He cannot deliver fast enough. And it doesn't matter because the Democrats are too stupid to understand it. Now, I cut him a little slack. After all, they are raised in the public school system and at CPS. Five out of 100 kids can actually read. But in the meantime, where is he? In Europe, the NATO meeting, I sat down. Shut up! Makes me sick. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Looking forward to speaking to my next guest. He's a New York Times best-selling author, and that's the least impressive on his resume. He's an attorney, board member of the Patriot Freedom Project and president of the Eagle Forum Education and Legal Defense Fund. You've seen him on, on all kinds of stations, from CNN to you name it. He's been on hundreds of radio stations. He's an advocate for American First policies via Donald Trump. He is Ed Martin. Ed, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, I'm great, Sean. Thank you for uh, having, having me on. I appreciate very much your voice out there on the, on the side of all things good. So it's great to be with you. Well, I'll tell you, Ed, it's, a, it's, a, it's an unusual position to be in a formerly great city that we were all proud of and watch it devolve into a third world hellhole controlled by a Marxist mafia pretending to be a political party. But it's particularly offensive when you see the government protect predators and release carjackers, looters, rapists, drug dealers, scallywags and scumbags out on the streets hours after being picked up. And yet when I look at what's happening to my fellow patriots who recognize the most obvious election theft in American history, be called insurrectionists and given 
sentences from 33 years to 17, it's particularly offensive. I'm wondering how you see it. No, look, I mean, you know, uh, Sean, it's um, it's infuriating, right? And you have to sort of pace yourself with the rage you get when you look closely at it. I, you know, I, I went to become a lawyer, and I, I, I've always been very blessed. I, I use my law degree and my role to fight for the good stuff. I sued Rod Blagojevich back when he was jerking around pro-life pharmacists. I, I found ways to help these people. But when I see what's happening with January 6th, the, 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 the combination of big government Nancy Pelosi and the select committee and the media and the big tech, they basically said a lie. And the lie was the people of January 6th were like Osama bin Laden. We're going to call them terrorists. We're going to call them insurrectionists. We know it's a lie, but we're going to use all the force of government and all the force of big tech and big media to push that lie. And we're going to punish people, American people. And, and, you know, Sean, there's many groups and many people to blame. But one thing I look around, you say how something faded, you know, your city faded. I look at the practice of law and I say, where are the men and women that signed on to the honorable profession to be part of the crown jewel of America, which is the Constitution, the rule of law and our founding values. And most of the lawyers are hiding under their very high priced desks because they don't want to be sued and bludgeoned like Sidney Powell and Professor Eastman and Rudy Giuliani. And and so, but but the, but the but the the, the the fodder for this attack is regular people who are rotting in jail because they went to a protest that sometimes turned into a riot, but was no more an insurrection, you know, than than uh, than the St. Louis Cardinals were a baseball team this year. But it That's could have I'm been. I'm saying, right. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. But it but it, it could have also been an extremely successful government corrupt. PSYOP, because we still don't have answers to how many were cohorts and paid for by the government themselves, be they FBI agents, be they uh, CIs, be they CIA operatives. We don't know the answer to any of this. And they're not fooling people with an IQ over 60, but they're not trying to. The people who support the mafia really have an IQ under 60 or they're brilliant and they're in on the fraud because what this really appears to be is an excellent cover-up. Because now that they are on offense with the so-called weaponless insurrection, now we have stopped asking for answers in the ballot harvesting, in the shutdown for four hours, in the obvious fraud. 81 million living, breathing Americans did not vote for Joe Biden. I don't care how many times they tell me. But Mm -hmm. there he sits on Mount High, and you've been put on the ropes. And I don't care if you're Mike Tyson or, 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 or Dempsey. When you're on the ropes right. and you're catching shots, it's hard to win the fight, isn't it? It sure is. And, and what I'm going to tell you is, as you just said, uh, you know, what they call it is a lie, what they're doing. And they're, and they're in on the game. By the way, I mean, this is in history. This happened. 1917, when the Bolsheviks took over and executed the czars and everybody, it was called a coup until they realized we better change it into a revolution. I said, let's call it a revolution. This was, you know, this was January 6th was a protest about a real problem. And they said, we better call it an insurrection. But again, what I go back to, Sean, and what we, you know, a Patriot Freedom Project and our founder, Cynthia Hughes, what we've done a lot is drive back to look at your fellow citizen who's being dragged into the D.C. gulag and sentenced, as you mentioned, to two decades in jail. And and they're lying about the charges. Look, if you go onto the wrong place and you trespass, if you even break a window, and frankly, if you hit a cop, we recognize those crimes. That's not what they're doing. The prosecutors came up with these exotic names, obstruction. 
obstruction of a, an official proceeding. And they said it's a 20-year felony. And they're making it up. It was never designed for that. And here's my thing again. Where are the judges? Where are the lawyers? Where's the press saying, wait a second, something's wrong. And they're all, as you said, either dumb or frankly, in on it. And a lot more are in on it. Look, we're finding out with Ray Epps. Ray Epps, it, it, it's only starting to trickle out. Ray Epps was not at one place. He was at two of the entry points. He was there the days before. And I, and I look, I, I represent, I represent over this time four of them, and I worked on 150 of the cases. And I can tell you, we know that there are dozens and dozens, not, not two dozen, 10 dozen uh, CIs and feds that were in the crowd. And what we don't know yet is whether how and whether they were coordinating. But we know a lot of stuff was going on. And when you're law enforcement, you can steer a crowd and increase the likelihood that you get some misbehavior. And that's what mostly I see so far. But you know what? They're hiding it. They're still hiding it. We still don't know. The Secret Service deleted their text. A Nancy Pelosi Select Committee destroyed evidence. I mean, we're dealing with like communist tactics. And my only fear, Sean, is that people listening need to wake up and understand it's not, it, this is not the Rotary Club. This no. isn't the JCs. This is, this is a real battle for the future of our country. We've got to get wide-eyed and see what's happening. You know, Ed, it's a unique perspective to have. It's a blessing and a curse to be from a once great city like Chicago because this is the communist capital of America. Yeah. But what the communists were smart enough to do in the Sololinsky era is marry with the mafia. So when you talk to to Chicagoans, we have right now today two sitting Cook County judges. They're in family court. They sit on an LLC investment vehicle called the Table of Wisdom LLC. One of the main participants is a alderman, or as he's known in Chicago, one of the 50 thieves, who is under indictment by the name of Ed Burke. Now, his wife, he's got so much clout, as it's called in Chicago. His wife doesn't graduate law school until she's 40 years old. She's put on the Supreme Court of Illinois. So when for us, it's not uncommon to have crooked as Grand Avenue judges <laughs> posing as the law. But when you see it on a national scale and you see yeah. them railroad these kids, kids, they're in their 20s. They're doing 16 years. They're ple- for misdemeanors. How can we yeah. lose this argument when these same cities are turning out drug dealers and rapists and carjackers after they're picked up on gun charges within hours. How can this stand in America? Well, and, but, you know, and Sean, the, the cautionary tale is, you know, you've been talking about it for a while. Others have noticed it. And maybe we all didn't take it seriously enough, you know, because what you just described at the local level in Chicago and in, in Illinois is what has happened at the federal level in the federal courts. Used to be you expected the federal courts. You got sort of the, the, the cream of the crop. You, you, you know, the, the, the guy's wife might be on the state Supreme Court. But, you know, the, the federal courts, well, those are the real smart guys. It's not true anymore. I mean, it's just, these are now all political hacks. And more importantly, it's political targeting. And, and, and again, back to your point, Sean, I care a lot about the system breaking and America going under. But I really want to tell you, and if you go to PatriotFreedomProject.com, you'll see it. The, the, the people that are being put in jail, they're not putting the alderman's wife in jail, even if she's a Republican. They're putting in former uh, military guys and work instead. These are people that don't, they're not worried about their mortgage. They're worried about their rent. They're not worried about their car payment. They're worried about the carburetor breaking. We got kids that are going to schools, public schools, and they don't have books. And we're raising money to cover them because dad's in jail. And again, dad's in jail for years because the system is so rotten. And I got to tell you, of the bad actors in this, 
the Pelosi Select Committee and how they lied. Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger from your state, these oh. people, how they lied and how they used the power to pound a message to damage people is just despicable. I mean, I hate them. No, I do, too. And there's two things that that I think can can really change the perspective. It's just that we can't seem to gain any traction on these two points. Number one, this could never have happened in a system that was contentious the way it was supposed to be, because the Republicans are supposed to call out this kind of obvious corruption. Instead, you've got the establishment Republicans who look to protect it. And that's the Adam Kinzingers. The Illinois Republican Party is a punchline, brother. And it's the greatest example of why we need to destroy the two-party system. And I'm dead serious. This, to me, was the beauty of Donald Trump. I think he's missing the opportunity. And as you see this, this clown show of Republicans pretending to run for president now, I'm wondering, I think there's still enough time, but I think there has to be a declaration and a recognition by people who want the corruption to stop, that we need to break a two-party system. Now, you're in this world. I know you're defending these yeah. people, and you're fighting for yeah. the people of January 6th, and you have your plate full. Are you hearing a murmur about destroying the two-party duopoly of corruption? Well, you know, and, 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 and you know, I'm not to flash my credentials on your show, Sean, but I, I, I ran in Missouri, and I, 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 ran, in one of, I won, ran against the establishment. I wanted to be chairman of the party. Therefore, I sat on the Republican National Committee, and I got there, and what I realized, the system is totally corrupt. I mean, to your point, it's yeah. people are there for the cocktail parties and for networking. They're not there to save the country. And yeah. so I, I agree with you. Trump challenged that. I agree with you that, that, that both parties are corrupt. I'm not sure I see, and I worked for Phyllis Schlafly for years. I'm not sure how I see how right now a third party could, could win. And so you got to make the best you can do in the two parties. I think that's why I'm glad no. we have Trump. But let, me, but, but let me say something about this very clear. When people say Joe Biden is corrupt, you know, and he clearly was taking money. And Menendez is corrupt. Yeah. The only thing is that my own defense for them is they're all doing it. They're yeah. all doing it both parties. If you're a U.S. senator, your kids are going to the right colleges. They're getting the right jobs. They're getting the right investments. And they may be not as sloppy and as, as despicable and then reprobate yeah. as Hunter Biden, but they're all doing it. And they're doing it because the power in Washington and the money in Washington makes it happen. And so I'm, I'm with you on anything that drains the swamp, including if it's a third party. I think the more likely thing is to throw these bums out. And, and I think Trump is one answer, I hope. I mean, but it could be others. I mean, I think there's some, you know, last night there was some good fight in some of these guys. Well, but he I, lets me I, down. I admit, I, I, he, he lets me down, too, with the people he surrounds himself with, that Steve Mnuchin, oh yeah. that, 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 that buffoon. Yeah. The best thing about him is his third wife. In the meantime, when you see the, when you see the kind of lobbyists and scallywags that are always leeching around, that's the real problem. Otherwise, it's like a bunch of strippers calling Kamala Harris easy. If you're not changing anything... Who cares, right? And, 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 but, you know, the problem is, as the government's gotten bigger, and therefore it's more valuable to influence it, you, then you say, oh, well, if there was no money here, remember when the founders were here, it would be in, in Congress was a pain in the ass. You, you couldn't yeah. make anything, and there was no money to give away. We didn't have taxes. They didn't have federal income tax, so they didn't have any money. Now there's so much damn money. You know, you think they're fighting over the billions for Ukraine because they want Ukraine armed. Of course not. They're fighting over the billions of Ukraine because all their cousins and brothers and sisters and husbands and wives are working for those companies. And they're lobbying. I met a guy at soccer. I live in Northern Virginia now. I met a guy at soccer. He said, I was up on Capitol Hill talking about Humvees. I said, what? He said, yeah, we got to negotiate a bunch more Humvees. And I'm thinking, oh. for America? 
but for Ukraine. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. I yeah. didn't get a fight at the yeah, yeah, you might be surprised. They're probably going to Africa. What do we have, like seven bases that the Pentagon didn't want to tell you Congress about? It's, it's, yeah. it's just insane. And then they hand us the problem. And the problem with humanity is they, they give a certain benefit to strangers that they should never get. And all of a sudden, you got a bunch of people who are working their ass off, barely getting by, trying to say, well, we need to fund the government. Obviously, they need the money. Rather than auditing and going through the corruption and the leviathan of bureaucracy and cutting it back, you lose that. No one's talking like that. And that's partly Trump's fault because he wanted yeah. to spend as much as the Democrats, oh, yeah. didn't he? No, no. Yeah, no, look, I, 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 why can't we have a crisis? That says we cut government. I just say, oh my gosh, there's a crisis. We're going to cut everything. We're going to cut. Go- Instead, we have a crisis, and we're like, let's print money. And everybody did it. I haven't moved you on that. I mean, I, it is insanity. I, I you know, so. Uh, but I, back for a second to the January 6th thing. I have to tell you, there's two things right now that to me face this that are, are shattering the country. One is the border being open. It's insane. But the second thing is that we're not controlling this legal, this lawfare. And the, if you think what they're doing, Trump is wrong. I, I agree. Oh, but I'm I do. telling you, you get down, you get down to the nitty gritty of the January 6th. It's a kind of cruelty that is so un-American. What they're doing to these people and how they're lying about it, it's just stunning. And I got to tell you, again, PatriotFreedomProject.com, we got a lot of the stories of the folks there, and we love the support of people. But mostly, I just want people to realize what's really happening, because we, we got America. We, we, got the, we got the best constitution, the best rule of law, the best founding values, but they're not going to stay that way forever, not without a fight. You know what broke my heart about it all? I'm, first of all, the whole thing breaks my heart. I saw it as a trap that it was setting up to be. But when that veteran, that, that 98-pound woman, was shot point-blank yeah. in the neck, Ashley Babbitt, and how Americans just said, oh, well, she's a, she's a Trump supporter, so it's okay. This is a veteran. This was a mother. This was a daughter. It's insane that it, it's ignored. And I think it was an opportunity to focus on the Capitol Police the incompetence, the corruption. It's like the city of Chicago Street Department, for God's sakes. You don't get that job unless you're wired up to somebody. Is that maybe an avenue to break apart the scheme or, or, or expose yeah, the, I, the I corruption? Think, I, I, yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Look, I mean, um, but but we have to expose it, as you just said. I mean, the Republicans are in charge of the House. They have control of all the records, all the video, all that stuff. They got to have the, the stomach, the, the cojones. To, to, to hang it out there because the media and everybody else is in the Chamber of Commerce and the clean fingernail set is saying, oh, you know, let's just move on. Let's aim to the future. We, you know, we're going to figure this out. And no, you can't get past this breaking point without breaking it up itself. So I, I hope so. I mean, look, there's a, there's a chief of police who uh, got fired by Pelosi of the Capitol Police. He's telling the truth. Yeah. You know, one of the trick boxes, Sean, is who, who's listening? You know, you and I are listening. We're fighting. But, you know, CNN, even Fox wants to move on and talk about the next crisis. And, and you know, so yeah. it's a, it's a real challenge right now. It's a big moment in America. And I, I, I do. I think we can win. But, you know, we got to we got to we got to be resilient. We have to go forward. We can't stop. And in the meantime, my hair is thinning. So I need you to come through <laughs> over at the Patriot Freedom Project. Where can the people go to support you? Yeah, PatriotFreedomProject.com, and I'm over on Twitter, at Eagle Ed Martin. I make a good fight over there, too, so our X or whatever it is. But, yeah, PatriotFreedomProject.com. Check it out. You know, mostly you know, pray, spread the word. If you can support financially, I know it's not the best time in the economy, but we're, we fight hard and we spend every nickel. I, I don't tell people we spend the money on lawyers. We, we do help a lot of the guys with lawyers, but we spend a lot of money on the families, making sure the families, you know, one kid broke a tooth two weeks ago. They needed surgery and they didn't have insurance. They didn't have insurance. They, and they're like, what can we do? And we said, fix your tooth. You know, and we, and we use the money that people give us to take care of these families. So uh, PatriotFreedomProject.com. Ed Martin, I really appreciate you, brother. I really do. Stay in contact yeah. with me. We'd love to help you more, okay? 
Okay, thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. God bless. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. A friend of mine who's been in uh, Illinois politics, I'm not going to get him in trouble, sends me a text. been working with the Illinois Republicans for decades. Sends me a text. I want to quote it properly here. What is it? In Illinois, there are no Republicans. Isn't that the truth? They're Democrats in button-down collars and Brooks Brothers suits. The scourge, like Adam Kinzinger. Were you a Tea Party guy? Like the moron that used to be behind this microphone. Scum and scallywags and bust-outs. Hit their mother in the face with a shovel if she was standing on a nickel. Cream Puff Jim, you dealt with Democrats. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I'm waiting for the newsome uh, to change this debate. That should be a... Um, what are they, they going to debate? Hair gel? <laughs> First of all, do you know about Newsom? You know about the father with Getty? Getty oil? You know about that, right? Well, they, he must... He, I know, he's probably got... Those, no, the old man was at Getty's, what is, at Getty's deathbed. All that money that comes from his oil money. Do you find that funny? I do. Well, <laughs> didn't they cut his ear up, little Getty? Remember when they kidnapped no, the That was the grandson. Room? He said, I got more grandkids. Yeah. What am I going to pay every scumbag? Cut his ear off. I got another grandson. I like that. I like that. I got <laughs> In the meantime, I mean, that's, yeah. that should be a good. That should be a humdinger. That's yeah. between those two guys. Yeah. Know? Next thing you know, you pay. By the way, kidnapping. What do you think before they start kidnapping Chicagoans who, who have their own car and own apartment? How much of a third world hellhole do you think Chicago has to get into before people pull their head out of their ass and stop voting for Democrats? What do you think? <laughs> well, the good news is, no, there is not. None of these illegal happen. aliens can carry you, let alone fit you in the Chevy. They're not going to fit you in the Chevy. In the meantime. People with an IQ over 60 or entrepreneurs or business people, uh, they're running. A signature room in the former Hancock building is permanently closed after 30 years. The owner sent a message to employees uh, today saying economic issues related to the pandemic. For- hey, hey, can this can this owner who doesn't live in Chicago but owned a business in Chicago for 30 years, can he talk about Chicago or does that $2 whore, large Lori Lightfoot, pretend he can say, get what? what is this phrase? Phrase? Uh, Get Chicago out your mouth. No, it's even worse than that. Shut the F up about Chicago. You don't live here. How about the guy who owns the signature room? Can he talk? Hey, you, big Lori Lightfoot, you stupid son of a dog. Can he say something? Because he's worth about 7,000 of your supporters. Them to shut down. They also claim safety issues and negative publicity of the city have deterred visitors. The signature room. By negative publicity, she means the news which opened in 1993, was put on the market back in March. The upscale restaurant joins other retailers that have closed along the Mag Mile. Yeah, I can't wait to go to the city to an upscale restaurant and just wade through the scallywag 5% CTU uh, kids that can read, and now they're armed. That man was shot at the Garfield stop on the red line here, and he's here now in critical condition. I want you guys to take a look at the scene from earlier this morning. Wait, wait, wait. Weren't, didn't they put all the money into the public transportation because it was supposed to be fun? Where's little Lori Lightfoot? Isn't she selling public transportation? But I don't want to get shot. Police are telling us it was around midnight when they were called to the Garfield red line stop. The shooting incident caused the red line to shut down between 6030. See, what are you doing? What are you doing in Chicago out after dark? You got to treat Chicago the way the Soviets treated Moscow. You don't go out when the sun goes down, except it's not Dracula. It's going to get you. It's the illiterate Chicago public school kids.
95th for a little while. Police say the victim was on the train when he was shot by an unknown person. He was also refusing to give any more details to police. He was taken- Why was he refusing to give details to police? Hmm. Well, here's some bad news for the migrants. Of course, you get shoes and phones and some walking around money. But those places we put you into, they're about as safe as the uh, homes around the shelters. Buses filled with migrants continue to roll into Chicago, and there is no end in sight. Joni has details on the growing crisis. Good morning, Joni. Good morning. Chicago has now received more than 15,000 new arrivals. Twelve buses arrived over the weekend, now 15 more during this week. Just think of the money that Brandon Johnson and his cohorts of corruption known as the Democrats can steal in just staffing for the new migrants, formerly called illegal aliens. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. The most corrupt country in the world, Ukraine. Sewer of corruption. Ihor Kolomoisky. What happened? They picked him up for corruption. What happened to him? Nothing. It's like getting picked up in Chicago if you're Ed Burke. Set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. Um, And the foundation has been uh, functioning ever since. There is one person who was very deeply involved in Ukraine, uh, and, and that's Biden. He had a lot more patience than I had. In, in trying to convert Poroshenko into a democratic leader. But the opportunity uh, to generate a united Ukraine, uh, getting it right, is, uh, is within your grasp. And we want to be your, uh, your partner, your friend in the project. We want to, and we're ready to assist. We're also asking Congress to act promptly uh, to deliver on... Uh, an aid package, including a $1 billion loan guarantee that can help uh, smooth the path for reform inside of Ukraine uh, and give uh, the prime minister and his government the capacity to do what they need to do uh, as they are also. Now, the Minsk Accords were entered after Ukraine was killing its own citizens. Of course, they spoke Russian. They read Russian. But Ukraine was killing them. Minsk Accord was agreed upon. Immediately immediately double-crossed, and Ukraine went right back to it. Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S.-funded biolabs in Ukraine. According to the U.S. government, these biolabs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. Ah, let's forget about that. We don't care about that. It's not us. Our CIA, our government is good. The Pentagon that lost $6 trillion, good. They're good. In the meantime... What happened to all the money that's been going that is sewer of corruption? The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. Anastasia you guys got a lot of money. Don't worry about it. Our own Democrats in the sewer of Chicago steal more money than that. What about this comedian, actor, scallywag front for Ihor Kolomoisky? Last time I saw him, he had a high heels on and a halter top. He was dancing. He's a comedian worth $600 million. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist. 
Seymour Hirsch. We don't like Seymour Hirsch. He also proved that it was us. After threatening to blow up the Nord Stream 2, the greatest man-made ecological disaster in the world, Joe Biden comes through and blows up the oil pipeline, creating uh, who knows how much damage to the earth. Lawrence Henry Tribe. Who's he, Squirrel? Never mind. He's an American legal scholar who is a university professor emeritus at Harvard University. He just said that Joe Biden's crooked mafia and our gangster government that started wars and paid for biolabs and blew up Nord Stream 2, we should give Ukraine $300 billion of Russian money that we seized and, and, and prevented Russia from getting. That's, let's give more to Ukraine. Why? They can't go shopping in Paris now? You crooked bastards. I'm enjoying watching you flander and beg. In the meantime, we'll pretend we're not over there fighting. No, those are Ukrainian. Are they the Azov Nazis like Stefan Bandera and the Nazi in Canada? Scum. See, I come from an America that killed Nazis. We didn't fund them. Rat Nazis. Jack, Wisconsin. Hey, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Um, just, uh, I want to put a plug in for a group in Racine, Wisconsin called Hot Government. Uh, they're doing a lot of research on the smurfing uh, that's going on, which is a way for um, ma- millions and millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars to be put into political campaigns illegally. You mean like OMG uh, the, exposed that registered Democrats who are broke and under the poverty line have donated millions of dollars to, to right. Democrats? Yeah, yes, it's very interesting, right? Because all they need is yeah. your name, your voter registration. Not only can they illegally vote for you through ballot harvesting and and absentee balance but they can make it so you donate to the democrats and that's how george soros and the ukrainian nazis can wash and launder a lot of money to make sure that billions of dollars flows to the most corrupt nation from arguably the second most corrupt nation thank you very much jack i appreciate that bob also in wisconsin hey sean unbelievably on the ball right there on point and by the way, thank you for that wonderful T-shirt. I love it. Oh, thank you, Bob. It's, I hate Illinois Nazis and Ukrainian Nazis. Do you? I'm Polish, so you know <laughs> Nazis are They've my mortal enemy. they trying to kill you for 100 years. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, something that perplexed me when you had that lady on from the Parasite Broadcast Network, you know, where they tell about the free money and stuff. Well, what would happen, oh, oh. you know, just thinking about this, you get, you, in Vegas they caught a repetitive cheat. Yeah. What would happen if the people who Bernie Madoff scammed got a hold of him if he wasn't in jail? I, Why aren't people in America thinking the same damn thing? Uh, this clown's making money, we're suffering, and doggone it, Sean, keep broadcasting the truth. Thank you, Bob. What he's referring to is the welfare queen, name is Shalea Morgan. New York has money pending from the 24th through the 28th of this month on their card. So now this is super big, right? Because the news was reporting at the end of December. So check your cards if you are in New York and let me know if you got that money. Also in New York, formerly incarcerated individuals that are returning back to New York City can apply for SNAP benefits 30 days before being released from prison. You got to love this country. You're a criminal. You're getting out of jail. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you apply for rent, food stamps, and some walking around money? You wonder why illegal aliens are here? <laughs> I'm amazed there aren't more here. And besides, what's the difference between the welfare roaches and Ukraine? Nothing. 
Except I don't think the welfare roaches are Nazis. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. Speaking of Ukraine, let's go to somebody who will make Ukraine even richer. Should the morons be dumb enough to allow her to become the nominee? There's one person on this. This is infuriating because TikTok (laughs) is one of the most dangerous social media apps that we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. Hmm. That's why everyone turned off. I guarantee you that is among the lowest rated debate of any party in history. And why, why wouldn't it be? I mean, really? It was just an absolute disgrace. Well, first, let me say I'm glad I'm glad Vivek uh, pulled out of his business deal in 2018 in China. That must have been about the time you decided to start voting in presidential elections. So we're nice to have you participating in elections. So let me let me speak to this issue. Number one, um, I negotiated the remain in Mexico policy with the you didn't do Jack, you fraud, your stupid hairdo and you're going to lunch with your wife. Drew in Naperville. Hey, Drew. Want to go to lunch? Hey, could you bring your wife so I know you're a heterosexual male? (laughs) We're we're square on that. No problem. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, So, you know, Lord Acton said power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupt absolutely. And all of our elected officials have forgotten it. No, I think... Go going to you know speaking to January sixth, there are two things that I that that are on my mind. One is I want to see Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell's personal records subpoenaed by the House for that day, and that will go right to what happened on January sixth. And then uh, going back to going back to your conspiracy segment, which I miss. Um, <laughs> yeah, what do you got? What. What are, what are the odds or what are your thoughts about Parler being plat- deplatformed because there were so many home videos thrown up that the actual story of what happened was actually on Parler and the well, it, couldn't. It's interesting. It's an interesting theory because you see what happened at Tucker Carlson after he started to expose the video that was in direct conflict with the, the propaganda coming from our government, which has staged so many successful coup d'etats all around the world from central south america to africa you know this is the this is the interesting thing this is the most obvious coup d'etat that's ever happened on american shores and it happened in washington dc january 6th was clearly a coup d'etat and the result of it is this idiot this mafia don in which the money has never flowed more successfully to the corrupt entities be it the pentagon or any of the other bureaucracies within our government you know people forget 22 million americans derive their money directly from government so right there they have 22 million supporters and that's a lot of people who actually get involved so you know i mean this this leviathan has taken over brother and if you couldn't for see the, January 6th coming, that. you know, that's the people I feel sorry for. You couldn't see that coming? And that was For sure. Four, four of the top ten wealthiest counties in the country surround Washington, D.C. Absolutely. Four of them. I, I mean, why do you think now the Republicans, right? Last night's uh, uh, d- debate was such a joke that they're going to pull the, 
pulled the Carlisle Group right off of the bench, and they're going to have Glenn Youngkin, who was the CEO of the Carlisle Group. Because, number one, most people don't realize the kind of corruption. That is the 11th largest defense contractor, even though they position themselves as a, as a hedge fund, as an investment group. That is a corrupt government entity. And when he comes off the bench, how many billions do you think will flow into his campaign coffers? Yeah, thank you very much. You don't have to be a, a conspiracy theorist. Oh, wait. Ralph and Rantoul. 20 seconds. Hey, Sean, I know we're short on time. Hey, I'm wondering now, after watching that Rowdy Roddy Piper documentary about all the lizard people with the fancy sunglasses, yeah. where, do you, where did he stash that box? We need it, because I'm convinced we're surrounded by lizard people. Oh, I like it. it don't, don't say documentary. Nikki uh, Haley likes to date him. We'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.